South. Man, congratulations on this brand new collection of music called Plastic Koi. Thank you. It's been a long time coming. Did the inspiration come to you right there in Japan while you you spent that year-long mission there? Um, yeah, I was kind of thinking of making an album beforehand and I was working on some stuff, but once I got there, I kind of scrapped what I had and restarted. What is it like to find yourself in another part of the world when creativity hits you? Because I always believe that your surroundings are what feeds that creative level. Yeah, I definitely feel that. If I'm in a different location, I feel like I make different music. Um, my setup's mostly my computer, so I can kind of bring my process anywhere I want, which is nice. So I would kind of go in different areas and just sit down and look at nature and try to make something interesting. One of the things that I took note of very quickly with Plastic Koi, the length of the songs, is is this the influence of TikTok? How is it that you, that you make them so short but yet so attractive? Yeah, it's a couple things. It's definitely one, like the like you're saying, TikTok and the whole music industry is going towards shorter songs because it's more streams. Um, but another thing is they're instrumental, so I don't have any vocals, and I feel like it's hard for me, especially like I listen to a lot of instrumental music. It's hard for me to keep my attention span for like these six minute long songs. Yeah. So I personally prefer shorter songs. So I do that in my music. So many people when they get into music, cause I've been blessed with the opportunity to talk with everybody on NBC's the voice. Everybody wants to do radio or Spotify, but I love the idea that you're also putting focus on making movie music. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, something I'd love to get into in the future. Uh, right now my roommate at school is working on his, like his final project for school. It's a, uh, short film and I'm going to be doing all the sound design and composing for it and that's a it's a lot of fun and it's you kind of have something to work off of and like you're going for a specific mood which isn't something I usually have I'm kind of just doing whatever I want normally so it's a lot of fun is it still about trying to you know get the hook of the song when you do something for a movie project like that um I think I mean I was talking to him we want like memorable moments that you can associate with different characters but Overall, it's more about like creating an environment and a mood. Mm. Electronic music comes with so many different influences. Where's your focus at these days? Who's gi- who's giving you that vibe to say, "Yeah, that's the direction I want to go." Um, I've always been super influenced by Tame Impala, which is like more of a live band setting, but the the way he mixes his music and adds the extra production elements is always super interesting and inspiring. Um, some of the other artists. Um, I'm a big fan of Unknown Mortal Orchestra. It's another live band that does some additional electronic elements. That's kind of what I look for. Like people are doing something sort of unconventional. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find yourself taking your music live? I haven't yet, but I would like to sometime in the future. I kind of, I don't know what that would really look like, but I've been thinking about it because I'm not really... A DJ, but I would like to sort of live create the songs. I think that'd be interesting. Sort of play the drums on the MIDI pad and then play the bass and record that and loop it and then do the stuff on my computer and maybe show the screen to the crowd. So yeah, I've been thinking about doing that. And I'm that freak that's out there in the audience saying, give me the light show. Let me see that light show with those beats, man. Give me give me that pr- a presence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd want the full production. So I'm kind of waiting until I can do it right. Speaking of lights, Limelight Records, uh, let's let the listeners know what that is and how you guys are growing with this. Yeah, so I go to Elon and Limelight Records is the student student run record label. And so I'm in charge of production. Uh, It's a lot of fun. We audition and sign artists and put on shows like pretty much every week. We have events 
And uh, my part as the head of production, I help people in the studio and I can help produce their songs or connect them with producers. And we have producers where like, everyone gets the same sample and you have to make a song. And there's like a little reward at the end. So you're learning the music business then? Yeah, I'm trying to get knowledge of both sides because I feel like you kind of need to understand the business to make it in music because it's such a saturated field. Mm-hmm. Is is that something you picked up on when you t- did that internship out there in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was at uh, Melrose Sound, and it was just there's so many people, and you kind of I realized you have to do it all yourself because even though I was working there, no one really was pushing me or telling me what to do. I kind of realized it was on me. Like there's famous people coming through, and I, I realized I had to introduce myself. I had to go up and talk to them, and had to have an understanding of what they were doing and like what their business looked like to get my name out there yeah to create the music and to be the sound engineer one and the same or you have to have separate personalities because i mean me the podcaster versus me the writer two completely different people sometimes they don't get along yeah yeah definitely sometimes i'll make choices in my music that later when i'm trying to kind of mix the songs it's like this just doesn't sound yep like it's hard to make the sound right and i also feel like you have to take a step back sometimes from the production because i can get so used to how it sounds that i can't kind of forget what it actually sounds like. So I'll take little breaks in between. Like if I'm going to mix a song, I'll wait a couple days and then go put on different headphones and yep. try and mix it like that. So it sounds like a, a new experience. How often do you take that to the car? Because you know the car is the best place to hear music. Oh, yeah. Car is definitely the, the final test. Yeah, I always test on the phone and then the car. Man, that's so interesting that you say you test on the phone because I'll, I'll do that with the phone as well. Is that I'll go for a walk and I'll have it playing while it's on my phone because I want to be where the listener is going to be when they're picking up on the sounds. Yeah. Yeah, I do the same thing. I make most of my music on AirPods. Yep. Which are not the nicest headphones, but I figure that's what the typical person be listening to. They're not using like expensive headphones. So why should I? <laughs> and the phone test, definitely. I just want to make sure, like, even in the worst. conditions possible it still sounds good everybody's talking about ai technology how is that getting into your life now are you dancing with it yet um i've tested out some stuff like i've used chat gbt to write chords for me before and it's definitely interesting actually i have a funny story with my one song mandarin it has my uh friend chiago doing vocals on it and he's not a singer he's a a artist painter Mm -hmm. drawer and to make vocals, he went on ChatGPT and generated some lyrics and then tweaked them slightly, and those are the lyrics in the final song. So I guess I have used AI in my music. Don't you love that, though, when you can go in there with technology and really kind of play it up? But then the thing is, though, is that if I don't take the notes, how am I going to get back to that again? Because so many times we're just – it's almost like a, a an accident discovery. Yeah, I mean, I'm all on the technology because if it weren't for some of the modern technology, I don't know if I would have – gotten into music like i started with the computer and the software and all that stuff so i really try to use it whenever i can i think you can kind of learn from what it does and like what sounds good because you always have to tweak what it makes and like put your own spin on it i think it's an interesting tool how do you keep the the perfectionist at bay because you know what it's like when you're on that machine man it's it's my you just want to keep do it again do it again do it again yeah yeah um i don't know i kind of try to embrace it for the most part up to a point like with the album i some of the songs have been done for months and i worked on it when i got back from japan for a while a while and then i just kind of hit a wall at some point where i realized i wasn't actually making any progress on the songs and it was time 
to just release them. I feel like it just hit a point. Did you find yourself doing any writing or anything like that while you were creating music? Because it seems like that every time that I am writing, I want to create music. If I'm doing music, I want to write. I mean, it seems like the whole body wants to be consumed by anything that's creative. Not as much into writing. Sometimes I draw, like doodle a little bit, yeah. like kind of what idea I had in my mind. When it comes to Spotify, is it are you there to be seen or are you there to make money? I mean, mostly there to be seen with like the music I'm dropping. I kind of, that's more just like a artistic expression, like for fun. And then to make money, I would hope to produce for artists and have them like post it themselves and make money that way. Yeah. But it's so hard to make money on streaming services. You're making tiny, tiny bits of sense for every stream. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, all that time and energy that went into the project and you just made 12 cents today. Oh, boy, I can't wait to tell my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it brought some interest to, like, my brand. And I have, like, I'm working on making merch and a bunch of other little, like, side things. Yeah, yeah. When you're creating with other musicians, that's one of those places where you've got to relinquish control. But at the same time, you're also, you, you're stepping into a pair of uh, leadership roles. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting, especially with like Limelight Records, because it's a lot of younger people who aren't like as experienced, and I think that's a lot of fun. Because even though they might not know as much, they always someone always brings like a different spin to the song. Like it's always something I wouldn't make by myself, and uh, that's that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. The picture that you put on your one page, uh, first of all, I love the mystery of it all because you don't let us see who you are. Because uh, yeah. I, I think what's really cool is that I, I, I'm, I'm a listener first and then I like to watch things. But I think that really adds to the mystique of your music. Yeah, I definitely I'm a big fan of how the visuals can impact the music. I mean, people say don't judge a book by its cover, but the album cover is always the first thing I see. And it definitely influences the, the vibe I get from the music. Um, that picture was taken by my roommate right now uh cam we did a whole photo shoot it was from the the first album but i think they turned out great and they really i think still represent my image if you could go back to that that kid that was living in that house that discovered music what would you share with him as being a valuable lesson because when you first get into it i mean it's a whole new world and and landscape but now you've you've got the experience what would you tell that younger self um I mean, for a little while, I kind of wished I hadn't put my music out so soon because mm-hmm. it definitely wasn't up to the standard I hold myself to now. But I definitely learned from those experiences and it has made my music better now and I understand the industry better. So, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't say anything. Keep doing what you're doing. Julia Cameron always says, you know, put your artwork out there because you have to learn how to ignore criticism. Do you believe in that philosophy? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good quote. <laughs> so where can people go to find out more about you and your music and your journey of growing forward? Because man, you gotta get that fan base going. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. Um I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, everywhere. It's just South S A L F. And then also I post on Instagram a lot. It's Young South, Y U N G South. Um But yeah, I'll be releasing more music soon, hopefully and keep posting like little in between stuff on Instagram. You mentioned the merchandise. When's that going to be available? Yeah, I have um, a bunch of stickers that I just made. I'm giving out and put them around town. Um, and I'm working on making hats right now and embroidering them. Nice. 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 Yeah. Did you ever think that duct tape man would make it into the music business? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have that 
have a plan. <laughs> Listeners are not going to understand that at all. But man, maybe one day you can post that on an album cover or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, somewhere far down the line. Oh, South, you've got to come back to this show anytime in the future, man. I want to watch you grow and hear yeah, you grow with the rest of the nation. That sounds good. Excellent. Well, you be brilliant today, okay? <laughs> all right, you too.